0: Welcome to Inner Racing by Motorsport Mind. This is the audio version of my popular monthly free video series on mental skills in motorsport. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm here to share with you practical insights and strategies to help you enhance your mental racing performance both on and off the track. So get ready as we dive deep and explore the mindset behind successful racing, and as we look at Practical ways that you can sharpen your racing mental skills performance and gain a competitive edge when you go racing. Let's get started. Hi, everybody, Greg here. This week, I just want to talk about stress. So what is stress? It's, it's, it's a word that's loaded with all kinds of preconceptions, ideas, stereotypes. What is stress? How does it affect us? How does it affect our performance? How can we notice it? What can we do about it? And what kind of things cause stress? So let's have a look at stress. So everybody has a a, a different idea about what stress is. And really to make it as simple as possible, we can think about two things, physical stress and mental stress. But here's the thing, each one affects the other. So if I'm under mental stress, it affects me physically. And if I'm under physical stress, it affects me mentally. So we need to think about physical stresses and mental stresses. How they affect me and how they affect my performance. So what is stress? And one of the things that we can think about when we think about stress is it's anything that knocks us out of balance. Okay. So we have this thing called homeostasis, which is when our body is ticking along nicely. Everything is balanced. Okay? The, the organism is happy and it's ticking along nicely. When a stressor comes along, so a physical stressor, or a mental stressor comes along, that changes that balance. And when we change the balance, there's a process called allostasis that kicks in, and that allostasis is there to try to return us to balance. Your body will always try to go back to balance. And when we say your body, I'm talking mentally and physically. So, homeostasis, allostasis. But what is stress? So let's think about three kinds of stress. Distress, eustress and de-stress. So distress is a negative stressor that's having a negative impact upon us and is affecting us negatively mentally and physically and is leading to a deterioration and having a real negative impact on our either physical or mental performance and well-being. Eustress, that's E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, is basically a good stressor it's that kind of stress that actually helps us to perform that a little bit better and de stress what's well, the things that we do to combat those other stressors again to get us back to this balance where we have the organism quite happy everything is in homeostasis okay so we've got distress eustress and we have de stress now the thing about eustress, this good stress, so we need that sometimes to perform at our very best. But the thing that we must be is in control of that. Because I want you to think about stress as kind of like a seesaw, okay, so like a balance. And this is your autonomic nervous system, okay. So it's this, this is the sort of command and control centre that's in control of what's going on inside the organism. And we've heard of fight and flight, Walter Cannon's whole theory about fight and flight. And when we're under stress, that system kicks in and we prepare for action. And all the mental noise that comes as a result of that stressor being put upon us as our unconscious tries to come up with all the solutions to the problems. And then those physical reactions where my body starts to make changes, preparing the organism to take action, whether that's fight and the impact that that then has on our performance. So this seesaw, to perform our very best, we do need it to tip slightly towards this what we call the sympathetic nervous system, this fight or flight system, to help us perform our very, very best. But we have to be in control of that because it can become a runaway process. And the more I go into fight or flight, or the more the sympathetic nervous system takes control poorer I will perform once it passes a certain point because this cascade effect and the amount of noise it will generate. So as long as we're in control of the process, we can moderate it by allowing our parasympathetic nervous system, you know, we talk about that when we talk about the vagus nerve and using the diaphragm and controlling our breathing and our respiratory rate. Think about the parasympathetic nervous system as kind of like a handbrake on that autonomic nervous system reducing the speed of that sympathetic nervous system just like you would hold you know take a little bit of speed off just so that you're holding it on the edge of grip getting it just right it's the same thing that's what your parasympathetic nervous system is doing so when we look at either physical things that we do so when we look at our tools there's usually a physical component and there's usually a mental component and the physical component is there to calm down the organism and the mental component is there to hold our attention. And that selective attention calms down the amygdala and, and helps us to reduce our threat, our mental threat processing and threat response. And then the physical things we do, like slowing down our breathing, this feeds back into the system again, like I explained last week. And it helps us to moderate this autonomic nervous system response in the sympathetic area. So think about it as just, we're, we're using the break of the parasympathetic just to keep us in the optimal place for our performance. so We're not generating too much mental noise and we're not experiencing a, a big physiological stress response. We're looking to keep ourselves in the sweet spot of eustress, where we're getting that good stress that helps us get that optimum performance out of ourselves. So physical stress can create mental stress. So think about... Uh, Maybe you're racing and you get really hot and you get really uncomfortable. So the organism, the body is starting to get uncomfortable. It's having a bit of a stress response to this. And it wants to return to that baseline. So it starts to think about, how do I get out? I don't like this. I need more air. That generates lots of mental noise. But let's just say it's before a race. And we are concerned about this, that or the other. That mental noise will then have a physical effect. So we've got to be aware that stress comes both as a physical thing and a mental thing. Let's say I'm getting towards the end of a race and I'm getting fatigued, I'm getting tired. My body will want to return to its baseline to find balance again. That will cause mental stress. I'll lose focus, concentration. My mental noise will go up. Same way, towards the end of a race, my mental noise goes up. My physical performance could go down as well as I become more stressed. So when we think about stress, it's a, it's a broad topic and we're always looking to achieve a kind of balance of it, but the important thing is we should be in control of it. We should be aware of whether or not we're experiencing stress, and we should be able to control the stress and moderate it and use it to our advantage. So what can we do to control stress? Well, the first thing, spoken about it quite a lot recently, is recovery, getting back to this balance. So during a race weekend, in between sessions, allowing myself enough rest, both physically and mentally, in between sessions. After a race weekend, again, allowing myself that recovery time, that sleep, that energy, replenishing my energy after working so hard through a weekend, and that mental energy that I expend a weekend as well, because we've spoken about decision fatigue before. And during a race, during a race weekend, we're making, thousands and thousands of little decisions all the time about our line, what moves I'm going to do, what I'm going to go out and So we've got to have that recovery after our weekend and the same when they lead up to the weekend, making sure we're sleeping well, eating well, hydrating and get no stressors uh, coming in from the outside and ramping up my mental noise as I prepare for my weekend as well. So we've got recovery. That's an important thing to think about. We spoke about sleep there. And sleep is one of the biggest factors in our emotional self-regulation and our ability to focus and concentrate. So actually investing time in your sleep on purpose, not just seeing what happens and when, but actually making it part of your planning as you prepare for your weekend too. Then we've got environment. Remember, environment changes our behaviour. We're talking about behaviour, that might be physical behaviour, it might be mental behaviour that stress then, so our environment can create stresses. If it's too hot, it can stress me out. If it's too cold, it can stress me out. If there's lots of people shouting and lots of aggro, it can stress me out, all creating stress. So our environment plays a big part in our stress too. But we've got to be aware that we're experiencing stress. And a lot of stress, you know, if we if we go back to the beginning and think about the bucket, if my threshold of awareness is maybe Five out of 10 in my bucket and anything under five I'm not really I, I, I find it hard to pinpoint whether or not I'm feeling stress or not because it might just be below my conscious awareness if I'm not aware of that I can't do anything about it so awareness is the first thing and that's why we check our buckets is to try to gauge am I carrying any tension can I feel it in my shoulders have I got any feeling in my stomach have I got any kind of reaction going on that might be a, a sympathetic nervous system sign, you know, so as, as some people call it, tummy tickles or a dry mouth or I'm blinking more or I find myself a little bit more scanning and fidgety and, and hypervigilant about things. Monitoring and being aware of our stress level. And this is also where HRV can come into it. So HRV is, is said to be the best non-invasive way of measuring your autonomic nervous system which is why it's used in so many things, not just in sort of endurance and fitness, but in so many medical applications as well for determining outcomes, is because it's a fantastic measure of what's actually going on inside of you. And many of you will use Whoop devices, and some people wear garments and Apple watches and stuff like that. And a lot of apps now will give you a readiness score based upon your HRV. And that readiness score is taken into account how you've been sleeping, what kind of physical stress you've been under, and what's going on inside of you. How your heart rate variability is changing during the day, because our heart rate variability will change during the day, like our body temperature and our blood pressure, but also over time. And we can track our HRV and begin to see the things that have a detrimental effect upon ourselves. And again with these sort of readiness scores that we get, they give us an indication of how hard we can push or train today based upon our heart rate variability. So this kind of information can really help us prepare and optimise ourselves for our performance when we go racing physically and mentally. Because if I haven't been training but my HRV has gone low, am I mentally stressed about something? Is there anything going on there? Or maybe I'm feeling okay, there's no mental stress that I'm aware of, but my HRV is, is, is poor for some reason or lower than usual. Am I fighting a bug? Am I am I have I been overtraining physically? Have been tuned too much in the gym? Have I not been sleeping well? Have I got maybe something, you know, have I got a stomach upset or something? That kind of information will reflect in your HRV too. So a lot of it about stress is about being aware that we have the seesaw. Our body will always try to return us to balance. We have physical stress and mental stress, but each one then causes the other one to happen as well. And being in control, remember, having this break, just trying to regulate it, because we will get stressed, but we're just trying to regulate it all the time, using our mental tools and our recovery to ensure that we can then perform at our very best. So think about stress. It's not the uh, sort of archetypal thing. Stress is anything that affects our balance on the seesaw that triggers our autonomic nervous system. And we got this kind of distress, we've got the eustress, which is that just right amount of stress and pressure upon us, and then we've got the de-stress. And we use our tools and we use our HRV to take control of this parasympathetic nervous system, this handbrake, just to control how much stress we're allowing ourselves to get under so that we can maximize our performance. Any thoughts, any comments, any questions about stress or HRV, uh, just let me know and I'll speak to you in the next video. Take care, bye. And that wraps up another episode of Inner Racing by Motorsport Mind. I hope you found this month's topic valuable in your journey towards peak performance in your racing. To stay updated with the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the newsletter, download the app and subscribe to the blog. Just visit motorsportmind.com or follow the links.